Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hi, Changemaker. So, so happy that you're here today on Grant Writing and Funding. I'm your host, Holly Rustic, and I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. All right, guys, so what are we doing today? Well, I am, once again, so glad you're tuning in. (laughs) Thank you for being part of this tribe and part of the positive energy moving the world forward. That is you, because you might be a volunteer for a food bank, an intern at an animal shelter, a college student studying nonprofits, an executive director starting a nonprofit, or maybe you're a director on a board that is wanting to create more revenue for your nonprofit, or a grant writer at a nonprofit looking to increase your tools and skills, possibly someone looking to start a side hustle, earn six figures working from home while writing grants for nonprofits. You are amazing. If you are any or a combination of (laughs) some of these people, you are committed and your work will pay off. This is the investment time. The 20 minutes or so you set aside every single week while you are driving to work, working out in the gym, or sitting at your computer. You are investing in yourself and in your community. That is a major win. So I want you to simply reach back and pat yourself on the back right now. You deserve a little self-compassion and a little love toward yourself for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And we have been having an absolutely amazing time the last couple of weeks, especially we've had some amazing guests on the show, right? Woof, Rodney Walker, talk about motivating, and he's so amazing as he talked about the challenges and solutions that he has faced as a freelance grant writer in securing more than $350 million for nonprofits. All the way to last week when we talked to Derek Clark, who is just getting his legs underneath him with grant writing in Hawaii. We have heard from some amazing change makers just like yourself. I'm super excited to announce in November, I will be having some more amazing guests on the show. In November, we are going to be talking a lot about fundraising. Yep, that is the game for that month. But while we transition from freelance grant writing into fundraising, I'd like to roll out a solo show today on self-care. I know, I know, you might have heard it all before, but it's so important to talk about it. But before we get into today's show, as always, I'd love to give a great shout out to someone who left a review on the podcast on iTunes. I love that you guys take the time to do that, is that it's so self-affirming for me to see, okay, people are listening to the show and they like it. Um, But also just to give you, um, you know, a shout out because you took the time to do it. So today I'm going to acknowledge and give a big thank you to Lori1010. Very simple uh, way what she put, great podcast, love the podcast. So thank you so much, Lori1010, for that simple but very powerful review. Absolutely love it. Thanks for taking the time. Right. And if you guys like the show, please do. Uh, I invite you to leave a, a review no matter how long or short, (laughs) on iTunes, as that really does help other people um, see what the podcast is all about. All right, guys, 
That pat on the back that you need for self-care and that you just gave yourself, so if you didn't, please do reach back and pat yourself on the back. It just takes a second. But that is going to be needed before the season of giving is upon us, right? It is going to be November in just a couple of days, so that is the time of season that nonprofits get busy, right? Before the first push in the federal fiscal year of grant funding starts, we need to get our wits together and take a minute to breathe because we all know that Halloween's going to be here just a couple of days and that Thanksgiving is just around the corner and then Christmas and then New Year's, right? It's just like bam, bam, bam. For many businesses, this can be when things slow down. But for nonprofits, this can be when you have your big fundraisers, strategic grant meetings, and big push to bring in donors. As a freelance grant writer, this may be when you start to aggressively line up clients because you know that nonprofits are going to be busy and you want to get some tucked away before the new year. Plus, you've got the end of your financial goal to meet, right? So this is going to be a short podcast today, but powerful. I just want to give you an opportunity to identify some self-care. And self-care is vital in you being able to help others. I remember when I was first starting out in freelance grant writing, and I was, you know, still in a mound of debt, frazzled at all ends, my friend Leon Williams said to me that first you need to take care of yourself, then your family, then your community. She even draws this picture of, you know, a little circle in the middle of a page, that's you, and then a larger circle around it, that's your family, and then even a larger circle around that, that's your community. She says, if you don't do you first, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to help anyone else. And this has served me and others well. And we've heard this before, right? We've heard that put your oxygen mask on first. But why don't we do this in our daily lives? We might be too scared what other people may think of us, so we volunteer to do 1,000 more things that we can handle, right? We might feel guilty. I'm not sure, but sometimes we do find ourselves in this cycle, But let's get real here for a second. How many people do you know in the nonprofit world who have had a heart attack or stroke? Because I definitely know some. The nonprofit world can easily become a 24-7 emergency fire. The nonprofit was usually created to fill a gap, and that gap is constantly screaming for your attention. Plus, If you're an executive director or board director, you have to figure out how to pay the bills, handle employee complaints, etc. Your adrenal glands can literally be stressed constantly. This is not good. And everything, okay, it's not an emergency. Others may think so, and it may feel like it, but is it really? How can you start figuring out what an emergency is and what it isn't? You can do this through self-care. Yeah, sounds strange, right? But it's true. If you take care of yourself, you are going to have a better perspective on what is and what isn't an emergency. All right, so we know it. Self-care is vital. Okay, I get that, Holly. But how do I do it? Well, here are some ways that I manage self-care. And I would love to hear your ways too. So if you have some other things to add to this, which I know you do, please send me an email at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com. All right, maybe I can have a follow-up show on this. I think it would be really fun to have a follow-up show and have all of your suggestions as well. So let's help each other, right? All right, so I got three main things that I like to do. The first thing, 
plan your week in advance. All right, you thought I was going to say take off a day and have a mini vacation, didn't you? (laughs) We'll get to that later. Self-care isn't just doing nothing, but it is being intentional with your time. If you live in a big rush of overwhelm every single week, having huge projects that never end, then it is time to start creating your time, all right? Believe me, if you do not sit down once a week and plan out all of your strategic blocks of time to get those projects done, they won't get done. They will be on your to-do list for way longer than you want. And by being on your to-do list for so long with little to no forward movement, then they become these big looming monsters that grow in size. Just the thought of them starts to stress you out and overwhelm you. You know what I mean? That thing that's been on your your to-do list for way too long, we got to get it crossed out, right? So instead, give that goal, that big project, an end date, even if it doesn't have one. Then work backwards week by week, writing down one step toward that goal you can accomplish and schedule it in your planner. If your goal has a hard deadline already, then it makes it even easier as you know exactly where to work backward from. Don't overthink this step. Just sit down for about an hour once a week and schedule out your entire week. Even your schedule to the gym, picking up the kids, buffer time and checking your email and downtime. Put it in your schedule, right? Have every minute of your day already scheduled out. And those can be buffer times, right? I actually do my planning on Sunday mornings. I find that after a full awesome night of sleep on Saturday night, and I love waking up, having a nice cup of coffee, and a relaxing day ahead of me, that I can plan my week and I actually feel very energized to do it. I love to see the progress I have made because I also reflect on what did I, how did last week go? So I love to reflect and then think about how I'm going to tackle the next step in my projects for the upcoming week. That way, each day of the week when I start working, I can just have my planner open. I already know what my day is going to be like. This saves me so much time throughout the week. I don't get stuck or overwhelmed and not know what projects to even start on. Plus, all those emergencies pulling at my time can then be scheduled into a buffer block when I can deal with them, right? So it is good to have a buffer block that there's nothing yet scheduled, but you know stuff's going to come up that you can throw it in at that time block. So have your week scheduled. It's vital also in the next step of self-care. So step two, say no more than yes. You have your week scheduled now, right? Because you did step one. So now you know what your bandwidth is. But I also know that life happens and sometimes you can stray off your best intention schedule. There's a party you didn't know about. Your kids get sick. You have a migraine one day. There's a storm, etc. That's why it's important to factor in your above buffer time and move forward on at least one step on each project per week rather than waiting for the last week to do it all. Yes, I'm guilty at times doing that. That's not a good place to be. <laughs> but as Robin Arzan says, No is a complete sentence. She's right. It is easier to say no when you are in the habit of planning your time. The thing is, if it isn't a complete heck yeah, it should be a no. That is a good indicator. If you aren't truly excited about it, then you are going to dread doing it and nobody wants that energy. But even before the heck yeah comes out of your mouth, what you should say is, let me check my planner and get back to you because you need to see what your bandwidth allows. I even schedule my volunteer work in my planner because it is a part of my load. 
Now when people ask me to volunteer for additional things, I know that my volunteer time is already filled up. I don't even have to tell them I'll check my calendar. My answer is, my plate is already full. But I don't want to seem rude and have a hard time saying no. That might sound like you, maybe? Okay, here's one of the best ways I've ever heard how to say no. You can use the, my plate is already full, but you can even be more honest than that and say, I am focusing on certain priorities right now that I've already identified, and if I take on X, then I won't fulfill my promise and commitment to my priorities. Simple. This is true. It is what you have in your planner, right? You've already identified your projects. You've already put them in your time slots. You have some buffer time, so maybe your heck yes can go there, but those not complete heck yes, they don't need to be there, right? So if you just answer honestly and you say, you know, I'm focusing on these certain priorities right now, and if I take on that, I won't fulfill my priorities. That shows that you have integrity and commitment because now you do. Before when you were saying yes to things that you didn't want to do or have time for, then did you really have integrity to yourself? Now that's a deep ponder. People respect you when you say no in the right way. They really do. Plus, you will actually be living in full integrity to yourself. This is ultimate self-care. Number three, listen to your body. Sometimes you do need that day off. Okay, I got here finally. (laughs) I know that I like to hustle hard, right? I love to fill my schedule and accomplish big audacious goals. But sometimes I need a day off when it isn't planned. My body's way of telling me to slow down and take an unintentional day off is giving me a migraine. Yep, I believe that our bodies are smarter than our minds with survival. (laughs) My body is like, here's a migraine to make you go lay down and take a nap. Of course, I can't always do that, but most often I don't have a choice. I know it's going to be a day that I will get a massage and an early night to sleep and that if I push through my work, I won't be that productive anyway. But the next morning, after a nice massage and an early night to bed, I am 110% slaying my projects. You know, it's, it's that refreshment, right? Your body tells you to stop for a reason. Once again, if you give yourself buffer time in your schedule, your body's way of shutting you down won't throw you off too much, right? That day you have to take off, your projects won't be suffering too much because at least you're moving forward on one item a week. And I've been reading The 12-Week Year, which is a great book, and that's how the author just tells you how to actually structure your time as well as, okay, plan your, your goals for 12 weeks, and that's your, you know, like three goals is great, only three goals. You don't want any more than that. And that's what you're going to be focusing on in those 12 weeks. Anything else from that can come in your next 12 weeks, right? So if I know what my end goal is, then each week, you know, you have a couple of steps that you have to move toward that goal in. And I love the way that the author puts it. If you reach at least 85% of the things that you need to get done towards your goal, you have a high probability of reaching your goal. So I don't feel bad if I don't reach, if I'm not, yeah, don't do 100%. But if I can at least do 85% of what I intended to set out to do, I know that after the 12 weeks is over, I will have succeeded in meeting my goal. So that's pretty cool. And that takes a lot of that stress off of like, I need to put everything off, you know, I need to X everything off my to-do list. Ah, And then you have this huge running list all the time. And it's just not entirely reasonable, right? 
I mean, sometimes you do have to go lay down and take a nap. Like it's a thing or get to bed early, you know, or you, your kid's sick. You're not going to be focusing on your work that day. But if at least you're doing a couple of things every single week to move you in the right direction, it's not going to derail you completely. So here's the thing. If you don't plan your work, learn how to say no or listen to your body, then your risk of never getting your project done, not having integrity to yourself and being unproductive when your body tells you to slow down is going to happen, right? These things can lead to not being satisfied and living your legacy. And they could even lead to stroke, high blood pressure, or having a heart attack. Like these are serious things, you guys. Because you are so amazing, take this kind of self-care and providing for yourself. Plan your week ahead of time. Schedule your projects out. Practice saying no with integrity and listen to your body. Respect others when you see them working on self-care as well. Remember what your priority and emergencies are, right? (laughs) They usually aren't anyone else's, are they? No. So give others the space to be interested in what you do and only be involved if they have a heck yeah with time on their planner. All right, guys. So remember, plan ahead. Figure out what your projects are. Don't get too hard on yourself if you can't get every single thing done every single week, but do have forward movement. Also, use your schedule, use your time to actually say no to things. Actually ponder your time, see if you have the bandwidth to do it. If it's not a heck yeah, then it should be a polite no. And listen to your body. Your body gives you warning signs for a reason. It's warning you for something to slow down, take it easy. Believe me, what seems like an emergency when we really look at life and its, you know, its fullness and, and your real impact on the world, those emergencies might really start to diminish. Taking care of yourself is more important. So remember yourself then your family, then your community. And this way you will really be able to move forward and have ultimate impact. All right, guys, so I will see you next week with my guest, Beauty Camacho, who will be talking all about fundraising strategies. So remember, take the time this week because it is nonprofit season, grant season starting. It's getting it's getting going right now with a new federal fiscal year. We're about to have go time. So take this time to kind of take a deep breath, give yourself a pat on the back, do the things that are needed so you're totally ready to go. All right, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the tribe and discounts on grant services, be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this grant writing and funding podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com. 